as important as the physical side of the sport as the mental side is huge. You always need to be in the right frame of mind to go out there and perform. One thing that I also felt is that I felt that I was having to be almost like 10 different versions of myself in 10 different situations. This is Mindset Win, a new podcast from Red Bull featuring extraordinary people in sports talking about the mental tactics they use to become great and stay great. I am Cédric Dumont and being a professional base jumper and high performance psychologist means I get to spend time with extraordinary people from the world of sports. People who are not just talented, not just motivated, but who also have the kind of mental approach that sets them up for success, helps them deal with setbacks and makes them better at what they do. So yeah, welcome to the podcast and I hope you share the same desire that I definitely have of improving myself, growing and becoming more fulfilled. You're going to hear firsthand from world champion athletes, coaches and managers who've tested their mental strength to become the very best at what they do. And at the end of each episode, I'll take you through a simple exercise that I truly believe can help us all build better mental strength. In this episode, we'll be talking about mental fitness and looking at ways to combat a phenomenon called negativity bias. Because in order to perform to the best of your ability, you need your mind to be in positive shape too. We're about to meet an athlete whose mental attitude has had an impact way beyond his own performance. His approach has utterly transformed the culture and success of an entire team. I am talking about Ben Stokes, captain of the England Test cricket team. And under his leadership, England progressed from a side which lost most of their test matches to winning five times in six, playing utterly without fear. And at the time of recording with Ben, he was preparing for his key role in helping England to victory in the T20 World Cup. So what does it take to not only turn your own career around, but transform the fortunes of an entire national team? Hi, my name is Ben Stokes. Uh, I am captain of the England Test Cricket Team. My dad was a professional sportsman himself, played rugby league in New Zealand, so um, very tough man. I spent a lot of time around my dad because my mum was away working and he was coach of professional teams as well. Just being around a professional environment with my dad coaching, you know, like 15 players definitely rubbed off on me. I just remember stuff like watching my dad run the players into the ground with certain drills and like everything has to be perfect for you guys to be able to lead this training ground. It's just rubbed off on me without me realizing like I was taking all that in. I never leave a training session until I'm, I'm completely happy that I've made sure I've done everything to the best of my ability and I've not left anything in training. You know, you'll never see me have a, have a net in the mornings, which most batters do because I've done all that preparation. When I'm in the competition, when I'm up against someone, like I almost would rather have to stop rather than be told to stop. 
Uh, like an example was, I was bowling a really long spell against West Indies, and I couldn't get this guy out, and he was like saying, "Yeah, you keep going, you keep going." And then I was like, "Listen, mate, I'm, I can bowl a hell of a lot longer than how long you can bat for." This guy could have batted for like two hours, and I would have said, "No, nah, I'm going to keep bowling until this guy's out." Like, you know, when I really get into the zone and into the battle of my sport. Yeah, I just sort of feel like I could just go and go and go, 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 go. I'd like to say that I still feel on top of my game. I mean, I've played professional cricket for 12 years now, and I felt over the last two to three years that so much has changed. I was almost putting emotions and feelings into a glass bottle. The glass bottle just got too full and just exploded, and then everything just got a bit too much for me at that time. Looking back, it was definitely a build-up over a long period of time of almost compressing emotions or, or feelings and not being comfortable in speaking about them to anybody. I was by myself in the hotel room uh, where the team was staying. It was very early in the morning. You know, just things just started happening that had never happened to me before. Me before very hard to look back on that specific moment but what I do know is you know and I can openly say is that I wasn't very good at talking to people before that fateful day whereas I'm a lot better now at doing that and I'm a lot more open to speaking to the right people who I feel comfortable speaking to about certain things you know it's not just as simple as wake up and crack on every single day it's not just your professional life that it can take hold of or your or your personal life you know it's definitely both you know some people feel like it affects their personal life before their professional life whereas for me I felt it was affecting my role as what I had to do with my job which is obviously go out and play cricket as important as the physical side of the sport is the mental side is huge the mental side is huge. huge. You always need to be in the right frame of mind to go out there and perform under a huge amount of pressure, which is especially what you do at the international level. You know, there's not one moment where you're not under pressure, and you need to be in the right mental and physical place to to hopefully be able to do your job. The steps I took was to to open up to people who were very close to me, and then I went out and you know seeked help from a professional. The gentleman I ended up speaking to came as highly recommended and so I had a lot of long, really good face-to-face -face chats with him. It, it was great to be able to just go in and speak to someone for a couple of hours and just, and he actually get it, He's he understands it and then he could sort of explain to me what was going on by listening to the things that I was telling him because although it's great being able to open up to you know, people who are close to you and just for them to listen, you know, it's even better being able to go and do the same thing with someone who can then almost explain everything to you so you get an understanding of what's going on. I felt that I was having to be almost like 10 different versions of myself in 10 different situations. 10 different versions, 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 10 different versions. Now, I am what I am. I just be me. People will love me, people will hate me, but at least, you know, I'm confident that I'm giving the best account of myself and not trying to to live up to anybody's expectations and almost be fake. I've said many a times, I'm on medication daily now, which I'm not afraid to say. And I remember telling a few people, oh, you're on medication? I was like, yeah. 
within our team, I've been very keen to make sure that we have performance psychologists and clinical psychologists available to everybody. So when I'm away, I know that if I do ever need to go and speak to either of you know, those two who are performance or clinical based, that they're available. It's not just for me, it's for, for everybody else as well. And it's worked really, really well. And it makes me just feel comfortable as well, knowing that we've got those people on hand within the team now. So what we can learn from Ben in this interview, well, the first thing is that it's okay to talk about your emotions and show your vulnerabilities. And weaknesses and vulnerabilities are not the same, but talking about your vulnerabilities can be very inspiring and show that you are a human being. I wasn't very good at talking to people before that fateful day whereas I'm a lot better now I'm a lot more open to speaking to the right people who I feel comfortable speaking to about certain things you know it's not just as simple as wake up and crack on every single day another interesting point is your ability to perform under pressure your ability to to perform when it really matters while maintaining mental health and emotional well-being I believe that mental health and emotional well-being are deeply connected with winning with sustainable performance and also sustainable motivation. Within our team, I've been very keen to make sure that we have performance psychologists and clinical psychologists available to everybody. And it's worked really, really well. Everything is connected. I've always had a very holistic approach to performance. And what we see here is that personal and professional life are deeply connected. And then finally, and this is one of the most important thing is that be yourself, stay true to yourself, be authentic. This is real leadership. I felt that I was having to be almost like 10 different versions of myself. 10 different versions of myself. In 10 different situations. Now I am what I am. People will love me, people will hate me, but at least, you know, I'm confident that I'm giving the best account of myself and not trying to to live up to anybody's expectations and almost be fake. Time and time again during this series, you'll hear world champion athletes, coaches and managers saying simply being physically fit isn't enough. In order to really succeed, you need your mind to be fit too. And even though it's not strictly true that the mind or the brain is a muscle, it is also flexible. We call this neuroplasticity. And you can really train and retrain your brain so it supports you in what you want to achieve. According to neuroscience, our minds or brain have a negativity bias. This means that when something happens, we jump to the worst case scenario. Well, our brain is not really programmed to win. It's not programmed for success. Our brain as human beings is just programmed for survival. So when we are under pressure, when we really have to perform, when we feel stressed, when we feel anxious, our brain is going to tell us what can go wrong. Our brain is going to focus on the obstacles, on limits, on problems, instead of focusing on solutions, opportunities, which enables us to push our limits and perform when it really matters. 
But it's not just about retraining your mind so it supports you in what you want to achieve. We also need a clear strategy to counteract this negativity bias. So let's look at some practical ways of doing this. Committing to your mental fitness requires, well, first of all, and I'm going to repeat this a lot, but consistency. You need to pick routines that helps you become fitter, happier, and more in tune with yourself. And the cornerstone of mental fitness are, first of all, sleep, recovery, and a good quality of sleep. Second, healthy food. You are what you eat and nutrition affects the brain a lot. This is really neuroscience. Then of course physical activity and being connected with nature will boost our well-being. And then finally and maybe most importantly but good and strong relationships with friends and family. We can all work on these things but as Ben describes there really is no shortcut to mental fitness but we need to start somewhere so remember that negativity bias we just spoke about let's start there i want to introduce you to a technique that i call notice shift rewire a three-stage process that you can work on yourself and here is a very simple way to approach it first up is notice And as the name suggests, this is just about being aware when your mind goes straight to those negative thoughts. Then we have shift. And this is where we actively help the mind shift out of negativity and into more useful states. Finally, we have rewire, which we can do by consciously experiencing the process of those first two stages really thinking them through so that the shift becomes rewired into our brains. So this is how you can work on the NSR technique by yourself. Notice. Take a moment each day to practice and build a new habit of noticing when your mind is being negative. And as soon as you experience that moment where your mind leaps to the worst case scenario, well, stop and catch yourself and move on to stage two. Shift. When faced with that negative reaction, immediately shift your thoughts to a memory of something positive. Remember when you won that prize, celebrate a moment at work or at school when something went right and bring to mind all the opportunities life has to offer. Rewire, then just spend a few seconds deliberately and consciously savoring that moment and the shift from negative to positive. If you can do this every day, if you can be very, very consistent whenever negative thoughts strike, you'll be setting yourself up to counteract the negativity bias that we all experience at times and you'll give yourself a better, more positive approach. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and please let me know how you found the exercise. Leave a message or a comment and don't forget to follow, subscribe and tell your friends. Feedback is a gift and it will help us 
get the podcast right for you. And you know by now, same place, same time next week, we'll get to know another athlete and have another mental tactic for us to learn and use. Until then.